Hey guys, and today is a very, very special guest. We are joined by not just one, but two guest stars, and one of them is actually my sister. So big shout out to my sister, Autumn. Hi guys. Everyone, good to be here. Yep. And that is my brother-in-law, John. It's um, Autumn and John got married actually this past September. It's going to be a a year in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so congrats to them. Slay. Slay. So Nahi, what are we talking about this week? Today we are going to talk about the working life and what that entails. And I think Autumn wanted to talk about a podcast that she has of her own if you wanted to kind of take the floor and tell everybody about that. Yeah, so I'll be releasing a podcast soon. It is yet to launch, but it'll be called It's None of My Business, and it'll explore what the nine to five actually looks like um, based off of your job title and who that job would actually be fit for. Because I feel like content nowadays is very focused towards a day in the life of an influencer or a CEO, but most of us regular people work you know, regular jobs. So what does that look like and who would fit in there? Yeah, that's awesome. Um I think today we're going to talk about a little bit more generally what it's like working now, Um, but Autumn's podcast goes a little bit more into the details of each person, like she said. So let's just get into it, and we're going to talk today about um, like the difference mainly between working life and college life and how that transition is. Um, I mean, Nahi, maybe you could start, give your opinion on like the biggest changes, the biggest difference, and like which one you prefer maybe. Yeah, so I actually worked a lot in college. when I went to Florida State, my parents actually cut me off. So I like woke up one morning, I went to Chipotle and I went to swipe and it was declined and I was like trying all these cards. And that same week I ended up getting a job at Chipotle and then I ended up getting like a university ambassador job at the school and then I also worked as a researcher in the lab. So I feel like for college, it was kind of just like a job to have to pass the time and just to make some cash. But then now, um, well, at the time, like I was pre-med, pre-health, so I got a job as a medical assistant. I feel like you take that job a lot more seriously than than I did in college. Like I kind of just not like messed around, but, you know, this is something that I wanted as a step- stepping stone, excuse me, um, to kind of get to the next step of my future. So I took it a lot more seriously. I tried to make like connections and network like with the doctors I was working with or like the other providers. Um but yeah, definitely more serious for me. I think that's like the biggest difference um, between like my college work life and then like post-college. Mm. I feel like when you graduate college and you're considered an adult, it's such a shock because most people think adults know everything and you should have everything together. So when you graduate and you don't feel like that, you almost feel behind in a sense because you don't know what's going on. And so that's kind of how my journey started a little bit. I didn't really know what I wanted to do after college and ended up sort of in a temp role at a hedge fund. And through there, I was able to make some connections and then eventually get a job working full-time at that hedge fund. So um, it was many years of uncertainty and kind of figuring things out and having conversations with people. And I didn't expect it to be that unknown and that difficult, honestly. 
But I know like John had a very different experience where he knew early on and it was more set, I feel like, right? Uh, yes and no. I mean, to add on to that, right? Um, I think in college, right, there was a very like specific goal you were working towards and it was just very known. So, you know, you were at this place for four or five years, give or take, you graduate and then you do your thing and then you reach to adulthood and the road is just so much more open and free, which can be liberating, but it can also be terrifying. And, you know, like Autumn mentioned, I knew what I wanted to do pretty early on. So there was a lot of certainty built up in my life, really until graduation after senior year. And then uh, I kind of began 22 with that wide open road and um, trying to define yourself as an adult and as a person really can be terrifying and really anxiety prone, but mixed emotions. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think um, that's a big um, conflict that a lot of kids are facing these days. You know, like John said, you go through school and maybe even like through childhood kind of knowing where your life is headed towards. And then your whole goal is to maybe get a good job at a good company. But now once you're there, it's kind of like, how do you want to live your life? How do you want to spend your time? And I think that is a big conflict that a lot of people are facing. I mean, we're like with remote working situations these days, we have a lot more free time than we used to. And, you know, life expectancy is a lot longer. And so people are pushing back like big life milestones. So I do feel like, you know, a lot of people are questioning how they want to use their time. Um, and to that point, like I wanted to ask you guys how you feel about like flexible working arrangements, like working from home, working remotely. And if you guys have like an opinion on which one you prefer. I actually love working from home. I mean, even from the female perspective, I work in a very uh, corporate setting. So I have to, you know, put on makeup, look presentable, and then commute to the office, which our commute, we work across the street from each other um, in downtown. So we have just like a 10 minute walk, which sounds easy, but 10 minute walk compared to like a two second walk to the living room computer, it adds time. And so I like working from home and having that comfortability and also flexibility to go and like take an appointment, run an errand in the middle of the day if I don't have a meeting or something like that. I will say when you are in the office, so it does create that culture and it's way easier to ask another team a question and get to know a lot more people and the extrovert in me definitely thrives like that but in terms of like pure selfish preference I obviously love working from home a lot better yeah I'm a I'm pro flexibility pro hybrid work environment you know pros and cons right um th there are occasions where staying at home um is really nice just because I can get some extra things done around the house if it's a slower day but on the flip side, you know, there's been many times that, you know, just being in the office with people and collaborating um, has just made it like 10 times easier. You know, I can't tell you how many times it's like we're on Zoom, like somebody's Wi-Fi cuts out or their cat jumps on the keyboard and we're trying to explain things. And it's just like a mess. So um, and on top of that, too, a lot of younger consultants that are coming into my company are looking for um, a lot of companionship and community. And it's not there when it's just a totally remote environment, right? And sometimes they're a little lost in that. So a balance for sure. Yeah. And um, John just mentioned that he's a consultant. So why don't we actually go around and say like what we all do as like our like work as our job? Because I just realized I introduced these guys and most of the people might not know like what they do. So I, um, I'm a software engineer and I work like in a corporate office. 
I work at a hedge fund in the operations department. So we have the traders who, you know, make all the trades, exchange the money, and then I'm there as kind of the support for whatever they need or something goes wrong. Technically, my title is principal technology consultant, which is really just a glorified uh, coder and software architect. I'm a medical assistant. Um, so like, I love how you guys are talking about like the flexible like work hours because I do not get that. So like for me, I work in like a private family practice and a lot of my job duties, um, I mean, we do a good mix of like doing front desk, like being a receptionist or actually being an MA, but there's not much for me to do to work from home. So like when the pandemic first started, like we were constantly in the office and doing a lot of hands-on stuff still. Um, but I actually just quit my job recently, um, like last month, because like you were saying, um, for me, I just felt like healthcare wasn't where I should be anymore. And I after turning 25, I'm like, you know what, I don't want to go into school and like do more schooling for a profession that I feel like I'm not going to thrive in or not thrive in, but necessarily have a passion for anymore. I think like I was always pre-med my whole life and I never saw anything else. So like one day I went to jury duty last year and I really enjoyed it. And so now I like am rerouting my whole life to go to law school and I'll be like taking my LSAT soon. Um, but I'm really fortunate that I experienced something like that because I feel like I am more passionate about law and that I'm like really excited to go to school and have a profession in something that I would really enjoy um I always like tell my friends though like if you have like an inkling of like wanting to quit your job to just do it because I like never put myself first if that makes sense and I stayed at this office for like three and a half years and I have I felt like an obligation almost because um I felt like the workplace was my family because it was a small private practice and like I tried to quit but then I would feel bad and I would get roped up into staying um but I'm just like much happier and I feel like I'm going to be much happier in the future now knowing like I'm doing something that I really want to do mm -hmm. yeah so if you want to quit guys just like do it because I'm like your sign from the universe from God Buddha Allah the magic conch like just do it for yourself if you really are thinking about it because who knows you might be a lot happier I feel like my skin was like clearing up I was like just glowing really from quitting my job so okay just a reminder that we are not responsible for any life decisions you guys make as a result <laughs> yeah. this is not like a financial advice <laughs> podcast yeah. yeah the economy might go to the shitter so it's like you know if you're left without a job in six months it's not our fault okay no we don't want yeah. any legal cases just clearing it yeah I will say I love what Nahi was saying, though, because I feel like generally your 20s are all about figuring it out and pivoting, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah it may seem late to quit your job at 25, but that's actually so young in the grand scheme of life. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just figuring yeah. it out. And now's the time to try. We don't have kids that we're responsible for. Like, this is the time, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that goes back to kind of what John was saying, you know, like we're now in this phase in our life where we aren't told what to do and we have autonomy. And so it's our job now really to figure out what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want mm -hmm. to add to that, John? <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. 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 Let's move on to a lighter topic. It might be a more fun, spicy one, but um, what's everybody's opinion on um, like work wives and work husbands? Um, I think like everybody who's worked in like, um, you know, corporate America or just like had a job in America 
has had like a work wife or two. Um, I wanted to get your opinions on it. So my first job, I worked with a lot of um, married people. So, um, and they're a lot older. So there was a certain extent of a boundary and separation created between them. But in my current job, um, I work with a lot of finance bros. And particularly, particularly, there was one that started literally one week before me. We're around the same age, same life stage and everything. And so we just got along very well. We train together. We kind of lean on each other in our day-to-day. We'll send each other little corporate memes and different jokes like that. And I would truly call him like my work husband and he calls me his work wife. He's actually met my real husband, John, which is kind of hilarious. It was like two worlds colliding and stuff like that. Um, But there's definitely like a clear separation. You know, I only, we have each other's numbers for work purposes, but I would never text him kind of outside of work or never initiate to hang out one-on-one unless it was with other coworkers or things like that. It could definitely be a slippery slope, I'd say, with creating those relationships, especially with the, you know, male and female dynamic, if you are, you know, into that. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Um, But it's, yeah, it can definitely be a slippery slope because you spend, you know, not necessarily 40 hours a week anymore, but you spend a significant time with them away from your true significant other. And so like if we wanted to, we could like go off for lunch and like book a hotel room if we wanted to and, you know, do whatever. Or we could, I could say to John, like I'm going on a friend or a date with a friend of mine, but really be meeting my work husband. And so it's important to set like clear boundaries that we're coworkers first and then we're like friends secondary. Um, Like I am looking for another job right now, you know, full transparency. And I debated telling my work husband, kind of giving him a heads up of like, hey, I'll probably be leaving soon. So you'll probably have extra work on your plate when I do leave. But in reality, he is a coworker first. And so I shouldn't be telling him that. Otherwise, he could, you know, almost expose me. Not that I think he would, but it is a possibility. And so I feel like creating those boundaries are like super important. But it is fun. It's fun to have somebody to lean on and kind of vent to when things are like really stressful and they know the same people that you know. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. And I think mm-hmm. John had like working in consulting is probably a unique take or maybe even some stories that he might want to share about this. Yeah, I would say that the boundaries and transparency pieces are key because when people's jobs get hard or they're on the road or maybe they're starting to feel that distance from their spouses or girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, right? You, you know, that's when the heart starts to look right at, at other people. And if you have like a very warm relationship with a coworker that maybe is just professional, friendly, like a work husband and work wife, um, that can quickly turn into like a romance uh, very quickly. And, you know, I've been on the road um, a few times with my company and it's not unheard of for um, married people, people with kids um, to start those, you know, if they're in a hotel alone and they're bored, right. And, you know, it's kind of like whatever happens on the work trip stays on the work trip. Right. (laughs) So, or, you know, um, um, that makes me, that makes me think of that one, um, George Clooney movie where he builds a, 
up in the air where he's a consultant and he meets another consultant on the road. He actually falls in love with her and goes to see her actually in Chicago. Um, and she finds out that she has this whole other family at home. And so wow. it, it's that actually happens in real life, honestly, unfortunately. Um, and I feel like that happens in healthcare as well. Like I know so many doctor to nurse relationships that probably started in the office ways. Granted, the split is probably different because, I mean, in corporate, diversity and inclusion and gender equality is so much more emphasized. And then in nursing, I feel like it's very female dominant. And so it probably happens like a little less, but um, still those relationships definitely still foster. Yeah, definitely more in hospital settings too. And hopefully no one looks it up but i'm pretty sure one of my other bosses mentioned like like he was a doctor and he met his wife like at a hospital and she was a nurse so yeah but i i wouldn't say i feel like for me because i'm in a smaller practice like i never had a work husband or wife definitely work besties um i don't know what your guys's opinion is about like being friends with um your co-workers like outside of the office like i think i'm very overrated Oh, really? I was very fortunate with my team. Overrated. I have so many. Yeah, I mean, I have so many friends already. And it's like, I already see these people so many times. And I just feel like I have trouble saying Mm -hmm. no to social obligations. So it's like, I don't want to have to like feel obligated to seeing this person when it's like, I already have friends who I genuinely enjoy their company, where we don't have to have work Mm -hmm. as our common, like shared interest or whatever, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's overrated. And if anything, like at my new company that I work at, I've been here for almost two years. I am so, so, so isolated and introverted. And I really like it. Like nobody ever talks to me. I just do my work and I leave. Nobody ever bothers me. I don't really care or ask about anybody's personal life. And this is the third company I've been at. And it's like, I actually much prefer it this way. Things, I feel like we handle each other with much mm-hmm. more respect and professionalism. And um, there's way less small mm-hmm. talk and fluff. And mm-hmm. things are just very efficient. And like um i've mentioned this before i think but like my working life right now is very um is a very good work life balance where like on mondays and wednesdays i spend all, so i i do a lot of brazilian jiu jitsu and mondays and wednesdays i spend all day at the gym and then tuesdays and thursdays i'm in the office and then someone is at my door sorry about that and i work like remotely um some the other days but it's like very flexible and i just like that nobody really bugs me or mm-hmm. asks me about my day or i don't have to like go on the company messaging system or whatever just like message about bs and nobody ever questions it because it's like they only ever reach out to me if they need me and i like that i don't know from the female perspective i need a little bit more of interpersonal relationship like when i'm (laughs) slaving away at my computer yeah i need a reason to get up and go have a conversation about nothing that's work related so that's what i personally need okay but what about messenger with your friends like i just message my friends like miguel i'll just like message him if i'm bored during the day yeah but nothing beats the in like the in-person reaction time Mm -hmm. honestly sometimes and i would say i would still agree with you though that having work friends be your real friends is very overrated i think Mm -hmm it can be a place where you meet true friends. So I have somebody who I consider now my real friend. I don't even call her a work friend anymore, but we met through work and then we have since both left and we still hang out. And I feel like that's the separating thing of like we hang out outside of work regularly. Mm -hmm. And that's what really shifted it for me. But she's just a great person who I happen to meet at work. So if it's, it's like all friendships, you know, if it's natural, it'll flow easily and you'll want to talk with them and want to hang out with them. But it's not like I'm, reaching out for that or seeking that out honestly yeah, i'm the same yeah 
I was at a work trip in Austin recently. Well, it was in San Antonio, but um, a few contingent of us, we went to Austin for the weekend, right? And I remember being the oldest in the group by probably five or six years, right? Like a few career levels up. And, and they all wanted to do like a 16-person Airbnb with the pool and party and stuff. And I told them like, I'm just going to get a hotel and skip out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Hey, for those of you who are managers, right? Um, just be a little careful to not to become too close. Like it, it, friendships are fine and all that, but if you become really close to those people and become buddies, it can be hard um, mm-hmm. to give like objective evaluations when you need to, or it might muddy the waters when you need to make tough decisions, right, with those people um, in an office. Mm-hmm. So um, just be aware of that as well. I would say. Oh, I was great. Um. Yeah. Just to interrupt, um, John, you really overestimate our fan base. I think most of them are like either just starting jobs. Like, I don't think any of them are managers or have climbed the corporate ladder in any one, way yet. One of these days. Yeah, I have yeah, a friend yeah. who listens who's a manager. So I'll make sure That's she end. listens. <laughs> so to John's point, our dad actually back in the day um, went, you know, climbed the ranks with another guy and they were friendly. Um, my dad is just like a super extroverted guy, kind of like us too. So he's friends with everybody. And this coworker of his definitely thought that they were closer than he thought that they were. And so my dad actually stood in his wedding as a groomsman. And this guy, I don't even know, was invited. To, well, I guess our mom and dad were married at the time. So then they didn't have a wedding later. But um, yeah, he stood as a groomsman years later per um, the manager, the big, the big boss and stuff like that. My dad had moved up and his friend coworker had stayed exactly where he was and wasn't performing well. So my dad had to fire him as his boss. And he said it was one of the hardest conversations he ever had to have because he literally stood in this guy's wedding and then had to fire him. And so I think it would have been a lot easier had they created a little bit more separation. Um, that's kind of a unique case, but those things do happen. But okay, to that point, I do want to say like, um, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I agree with that as a reason for not making friends. Cause that's like acting in fear, right? Are you going to like choose not to start a relationship with someone because you're scared of like the conflicts you guys are gonna have to face together? Like, I don't know if that's like a good way to go about how you decide to make friends. You know what I mean? I mean, like in any, in any relationship, there's always going to be hard moments and hard conflicts, especially like the people that you let in closest. Like those are also the people you give the power to like hurt you the most or cause the most like discomfort in you, you know? So, I mean, that just comes with the territory, I think. Relationships have risks, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. As someone who just married my sister a year ago, uh, that's great to hear. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's great. Okay. But back to the, um, work husband and work wives, I have a question for everybody because I feel like this is like a big buzzword on TikTok. Would you guys consider that like micro cheating? You know, let's say you and your work husband or you and your work wife, um, meet one-on-one outside of the workplace, outside of working hours. Is that crossing like the boundaries, you know, is that like kosher? I think every relationship is different and you and your significant other have to establish your own boundaries and own definitions, what you consider as micro cheating. So if um, I ever met one-on-one with my work husband 
And I would always let John know. I mean, we go, just because not to ask for permission, but we go over our schedules every day and every week and stuff like that. And if I shared that with John and he said that he felt uncomfortable with it, then I wouldn't do it. I think it would be considered micro cheating, even if we didn't do anything physical or whatever, but it would be micro cheating if I told John he was uncomfortable with it and I still did it anyways. Um, and mm-hmm. so I feel like it's relationship specific. And once you set those boundaries, you got to keep to those. Yeah, like every instance of cheating that I have heard of um, has always started with small compromises, right? Mm -hmm. That grow and grow and grow into something big. You know, like take Mm -hmm. the hope, you know, like the consulting example, right? It started with, you know, two people, male and female, traveling alone, right, to this client site. They were both kind of lonely, bored at this, you know, random place. They started meeting at the hotel bar. They started getting dinners together. Then they started hanging out in the same room, like doing games or something like that. And then from there, it's all downhill. So be careful out there, you know. Not a fab. (laughs) (laughs) Nahi, what about you? I'm the same. I agree with Autumn. Um, I think, again, like I'm really big on communication. Like I feel like if you know both parties are on the same page as in like me and my partner um and you know again like not to ask for permission from him but just to let him know like hey I am like meeting so and so and like are you okay with that are you like how are you feeling about that kind of thing just to just let them just communicate it but um as long I think I know myself and I would trust myself to to just be self-aware that you know if that other person like your work husband was overstepping a boundary and stuff that you would I would be able to like call it out or just be like hey um like too far kind of thing but um yeah I don't know I've never had like never thought about it like having a work husband I feel like that would be fun but I don't think I would hang out with them outside of the office for sure though yeah yeah I'm like I said earlier I friends or work husbands or whatever work wives overrated (laughs) yeah Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move into the lightning round for this um, episode. Um, Mm -hmm. Nahi and I are going to be just firing off little work things. And then Autumn and John are going to be saying whether they're overrated or underrated. So lightning round. Um, I'll go first and I'll say office snacks. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. Over. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Um, Oh, wait, is this like lightning? Like they don't even get to explain themselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. lightning round, lightning round. Okay, okay. Unlimited PTO. Um, I would say, well, personally, underrated. Uh, probably the most underrated thing on this list, actually. If you use it right. If you use it right. Okay, 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 fair. Um, how about like a good work-life balance? I think that's overrated. Under. Okay. We talked about it briefly, but work from working from home. Um, underrated. Overrated. Okay. Opposites attract. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about um, this is something that's like not a thing in New York, but I know it's like a thing in Chicago. Summer Fridays. Um, underrated. Underrated. And for those of you who don't know, Summer Fridays is like logging off a little early on Fridays in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like three. What about casual dress codes? Um, overrated. Overrated. I will also say overrated. It's kind of easy when you can just wear a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. How about traveling for work? This is one that John has had a lot of. Overrated. Overrated. I think underrated, honestly. 
I love like charging to the company car, like fancy meals and stuff like that, and like blowing the budget. Oh, I don't have that. Maybe I just well, I guess I could go to corporate life. Whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in a big bar, career but... like shift right now. You could like totally go into corporate yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know if you want this to be the last one, but it, what about meetings? It, oh, be I. Oh, I was just about to say on the travel thing. I did know mm-hmm. a lot of people like one person I knew had to travel to Rochester, New York, Sunday through Thursday Ew. for two and a half years. And no offense from anybody <laughs> from Rochester, um, probably not the best place to spend uh, 80% of your life for yeah. uh, two and a half years. Okay, that's a good point, actually. Um, I guess lightning round over, <laughs> but um, I did used to have to travel to Baltimore and at first... Um, I hated it, but like after a while I did start to enjoy it better. And like, because it's like on the company's dime, I could go to like the more extravagant places, but yeah, I guess traveling really depends on where you're traveling to. No. Cause even if you're traveling to anywhere, you don't even get to explore because they lock you into like a small room without any windows for like hours on end and use it as an excuse to work you even longer hours. Cause your manager knows that you're not going to go home and, and have an appointment or run errands or anything. They know you're just going to go to your hotel room so they can keep you there longer because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> you never like traveled for work and then gone to like a bar at like 4 PM with like your whole cohort. No. <laughs> okay loser okay depends on the company too I guess. that's like the best part about traveling for like that's when it is nice having friends um at the office is like when i would travel for my old job um and i'm um, at my last company we would go down to baltimore a lot yeah oh, i didn't know that yeah yeah um i guess that's everything we want to talk about today um if our listeners want to find you guys where can they um catch you I am Autumn EY Cho on Instagram. I've changed my last name, but not on my Instagram. <laughs> uh, John Vall, V-A-L-L. Uh, not too common of a last name, so just Google it. You'll find me. <laughs> Nahi, what about you? Um, you can find me um, on Instagram at Nahi, N-A-H-E-H-E-H-E. And a quick shout out. Do you guys know what Be Real is? Like the app? Oh, yeah, like um, a lot of younger kids are on it, right? Yeah, okay. I don't know how I just discovered this, but it's Be Real is really fun. You like It's basically like another social media thing, and you just take pictures when the app like prompts you to, and it has to be like a real like in-the-moment kind of thing. So if you have a Be Real, um, my username is Naheezy, N-A-H-E-E-Z-Y, and it's super fun, and you can like react to like your friends' photos like with pictures of your face. It's really cool, so you should download the app. Awesome. Cool. And you can find me on Instagram at anchovies. It's like anchovies just without the A. Um, oh, also my sister, like she said, mentioned in the beginning is um, working on her own podcast. She's actually recorded most of the episodes already. She's just kind of like waiting to release it. She wants to do it all at once. I think she mentioned after the summer is over. But if you guys reach out to her on Instagram, pressure her to release them because she does have like a bunch of episodes already recorded. That'd be great. And what's the podcast yes. called again? It's called It's None of My Business. Love the title. Awesome. All right, cool. And that's the pod. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.